0: The Shilling Show continues, a free phone and a Freaky Friday edition of the program, and we welcome back to the show because he's been a guest with us a number of times over the past few years. I'm just fascinated by this topic with a brand new book, Texit. It. Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union, we welcome back to the program Daniel Miller, president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. And by the way, we'll have a free copy of this book to give to a lucky listener in just a few minutes during this interview. It'll be caller number five when we make the announcement. So stand by. Hey, Daniel, welcome back to The Shilling Show.
1: Hey, Rob, thanks for having me back on.
0: I've really enjoyed your book, and, of course, I'm a native Californian, and I see what's going on in California uh, who is looking to pull out of the union perhaps, and I look at the movement in Texas as perhaps giving some hope to people like me and others in this country who are looking around seeing everything go to hell in a handbasket and saying, where could we go?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I'll tell you, it, it's, it's been really uh, almost a mixed bag. Yeah, uh, You know, there, there are folks out there, uh, as, as I've gone around over the last 20 years and, and talked about this, especially since we've you know, started leaking out um, sections of the book, uh, there, there are people out there that it, this really resonates with. I mean, I think regardless of, of which end of the political spectrum, you know, if you want to use that sort of traditional partisan left-right thing, Uh, I think, I think there are a lot of folks out there that understand that something is fundamentally broken with the union, you know, and, you know, the, the book posits, even though it's, even though it's told through the lens of what's going on here in Texas, you know, Mm -hmm. the the growth of the movement, the growth of support, uh, you know, some of the specific grievances that we have and and where this movement is headed. uh, I I think that it, it really has begun to resonate with people that are not, uh, in Texas, because they they can empathize the the grievances that we have are, are some of the same things that the people are experiencing in every state. And this desire and this drive for self-government that says that, look, the best people to govern us are us and not the unelected bureaucrats in the political class.
0: We're talking with Daniel Miller. The new book is Texit, Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union. And right now going to caller number five. I've got a free copy of the book, Nine seven seven ten seventy. It's a fascinating read, and perhaps it will be inspirational to you. Four three four nine seven seven ten seventy. caller number five, a free copy of the book, text it. That's nine seven seven ten seventy. You can call in right now to win the book, and we'll tell you how you can buy a copy in just a little bit. So let's talk about why Texas is unique in this. And there have been discussions, I've seen the national forums talking about this, that there was something special in the Texas Constitution that would allow uh, such a thing to happen more easily. Is that the case?
1: It's really not. You know there is this persistent myth that somehow leaving the union is some unique uh, provision that was part of the annexation of Texas, Mm -hmm. and it's just not true. I mean, I I would love it. You know, it would it would really add to to our character, right? Uh, But it's not the case. Look, here's what it boils down to, and this is what everyone in every single state needs to understand when it comes to. The, the governing document for the union, I think we can agree that that's the Constitution. Yes. And when you look at the Constitution, there there is an entire list of things that states are prohibited from doing, things that were specifically ceded for the federal government to take care of. Anything else is reserved to the states under the Tenth Amendment. And so when you go through, and, and I always love this, when people talk about how this is unconstitutional, I'm like, hey, do me a favor, pull out a copy of the Constitution. I'm sure you'll have to rake off about a couple of inches of dust, but feel free to pull it out and point to where states are forbidden from exiting the Union. It doesn't exist. So, you know, you, you have to defer to, to what state law is, and that's actually more important than a lot of people give it credit for. Here in Texas, we have Article One, Section Two of our post-Civil War Constitution, that reserves the right to alter reform or abolish our form of government strictly to the people of Texas. But this is why it's important, depending on what state you're in. The state of Nevada actually has a provision in their constitution forbidding it from ever leaving the union. Mm. So, so it, it is important. So even if the constitution is, is silent, even if your state constitution is silent on it or state uh, state law, The fact of the matter is, is the right of self-government is fundamental. Just as much as it is that, you know, the right to freedom of speech and freedom of religion, the right of self-government is inherent. As a matter of fact, you know, Thomas Jefferson made it very clear in drafting the Declaration of Independence, when they apply to those first principles, when they talk about the right of of the people at that time in the colonies to separate from Great Britain, it, it is a very reserved and specific right. Government's only governed by consent of the governed. And all the state, including Texas, has to do is withdraw that consent and and express their desire to govern themselves.
0: Daniel, I want to talk about the vision for Texas as a nation because I don't think you and I have really talked about this before. Um, A nation of Texas, what would it look like? Let's start out with economically.
1: Well, I'll tell you, you know, the the fact of the matter is, and I actually talk about this in the book, is when, when folks make these prognostications of what a post-independence Texas will look like, yeah. and, and they, they say them concretely with 100% certainty, it's just, it's, uh, it's not true, right? But what we can do is we can look and see how Texans govern themselves within the framework of the union and, and begin to extrapolate some things from that. You know, so, so you take a look at, at the economy. Texas has the, the 10th largest economy in the world, and it fluctuates between number 8 and, and number 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have a low regulation uh, system, we have a stable regulatory structure, uh, we value uh, entrepreneurs and innovators. Uh, you know, th- those, are the, those are the things at a fundamental level that guide Texas' economy. We believe in, in trade. You know, Texas is a net exporter. Uh, which is is fairly rare among the states of the union, and, and most of that is not oil and gas. We're we're actually the number one technology uh, manufacturer and exporter among all the states, even surpassing Silicon Valley in California. So, you know, th- this this thought here is is that somehow all of this is tied to our relationship within the, in the union, and that's just not the case. So, you remove the union from the equation. You know, these onerous federal regulations. Mm-hmm that we have that stifle innovation, that stifle business, that stifle the entrepreneurs. And, you know, frankly, number eight, number nine, number 10 on the list is just a starting point for us. I mean, we're talking about Texas becoming an economic global powerhouse.
0: We've got just a couple minutes left. Daniel Miller's our guest. The book is Texas, Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union. How about constitutionally? I, I can't imagine that there are, hasn't already been some work done or discussions held about the governing documents of Texas as a nation. Could you tell us just a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, there is, uh, again, in uh, one of the reasons that I wrote the book, is there is this persistent myth that Texas has to draft a constitution before this happens, or that we even have to draft a brand new constitution. Mm-hmm. And that's simply not the case. You know, the state of Texas has a current constitution. Uh, you know, it is a Republican form of government with a, uh, a governor, a legislature, a Supreme Court, a judiciary. I mean, it's. It is, for all intents and purposes, an actual functioning independent, well, it's it's an actual functioning nation state within the context of the union. However, moving forward, you know, we, we, let's say we have the referendum and we win the referendum and Texans assert their right of self-government, you know, there are certain functions that have been delegated out or uh, just by neglect been adopted by the federal side of things that are going to have to be done. And the, the only way that we're going to implement those is by constitutional amendment. The beautiful part is, is that it's not very difficult here in Texas to get those constitutional amendments passed through the legislature and put to the voters. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not, I'll tell you, Rob, one of the reasons that I had to write this book was to point out that the fact is, is that it's not as arduous a process to exit the union as so many people believe that it is.
0: So in our remaining minute, Daniel Miller, tell us where we are in the timeline of all of that in Texas.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I covered that, uh, to a certain extent about why support is right there to the point that if we had a referendum, uh, you know, within the next week or month or year, uh, the, the Texas supporters would win. Uh, but there are some, some things that are kind of holding it back. And and what we have is we have a bottleneck at the legislature. So The support exists among the electorate to have, at a very minimum, a vote on this issue. So where where we are is we have to get this, uh, a bill authorizing a vote on this, to the pass through the legislature. And that really is the bottleneck. You know, we we live in in a state that has a truly part-time legislature. They meet for 140 days every other year. And beyond that, they really don't do a whole lot. So we are sort of tied to that legislative cycle. The good news is, for Texas supporters, is that the next legislative session starts in January of next year. So there's a lot of opportunity between now and then to build on the momentum that exists, to eliminate and overcome those roadblocks, and perhaps get legislation filed and passed in the next session.
0: Daniel Miller, we're just about out of time, but if people want to get a copy of your new book, or get information on the Texas nationalist movement, tell them how, please.
1: Sure. Uh, the book is available for pre-order now at every major, uh, book retailer, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, the Kindle version and the, the Nook version, the electronic versions are available right now. Uh, and the, the, uh, the hardbacks will be out, uh, at the tail end of May. And if anyone wants any more information on the organization, all they got to do is go to TexasNationalist.com.
0: Daniel Miller, I'm excited for what you're doing, and I thank you very much for explaining it here today on The Shilling Show. Hey, Rob,
1: thanks for having me
0: on. Indeed, and we will talk again because there's much more to discuss on this. Let's go to the break and The Shilling Show back after the news.